Welcome to the Neurologist Playoffs. Really, thanks so much for joining us today for your Wednesday. We're getting ready to uh, talk to uh, Brendan Cullerton. He is one of our DC uh, Bureau reporters. And I tell you, he's got a really cool story today. Something that I always like to do when I get the opportunity is to just sit and listen to veterans' stories, uh, particularly if you come across a World War II veteran or a Vietnam War veteran, uh, just listening to their stories that they have to tell. And uh, Brendan spoke with not one, but two Vietnam War vets who recently received uh, Medal, uh, Medal of Honors. And so I'm uh, gonna bring Brendan on here and uh, talk to him a little bit. Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Clay. Um, and, and just like, like you said, these are the stories everyone loves to do. You love the assignment to be you sit down with, with a, a veteran from the Vietnam War, and um, there's not many people who received the Medal of Honor. There were four handed out this year. I talked to uh, one of the recipients and, um, the, and two children of a man who was killed in battle in Vietnam, not able to receive the award. But, you know, I talked to some of the, the higher-ups in the military, and they say there's a reason it took 60 years to hand out these medals. These are not watered down awards. They go to our best. They go to the bravest acts. And everyone knows what the Medal of Honor is. And right. it's, it's kind of cool that it hasn't been watered down in any way. And when you, you get, when you get to the chance, as we're going to see, to hear from some of these folks, it's just a really cool day to sit down with them. Brendan, first we're going to talk about Specialist 5, Dwight Birdwell. Tell me a little bit about him, and then we'll get to your story. Well, this was uh, during the Tet Offensive, for any history buffs. This was essentially the, the Vietnamese attack that kind of ultimately pushed Americans out of Vietnam. Um, but Specialist Birdwell, he really had to step up. His tank commander was shot in the head, and he, he was ended up getting patched up somehow. But uh, Birdwell just needed to step up, and so he took over for the tank commander. He at one point jumped out of a tank and started firing. He got shot in the face himself. Wow. And you'll hear about this in the story, um, what the story doesn't go into. He went back and got patched up, and I'm just sitting down with him, and I'm like, can you see? You know, how does this, because he led a counterattack that ended up, you know, buying enough time for reinforcements to arrive, and we can't get into all that in the story, but um, he got patched up, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't see very well, but our commander was out. Somebody needed to lead this counterattack, and he got shot twice and just kept going wow. and uh we'll hear from him soon he still doesn't know how he survived all right well uh brendan i think we're going to queue up that story for you here and uh let's take a quick check at um specialist five dwight birdwell's story Here at the White House, Specialist 5 Birdwell receives the Medal of Honor for President Joe Biden. He becomes the first member of the Cherokee Nation to receive the award for acts in the Vietnam War. Faced with enemy fire in Vietnam, Specialist Birdwell's tank commander was shot in the head. Birdwell proceeded to fire the tank's weapons as he moved his commander to safety during the attack. I had a job to do. Uh, if it meant dying doing that job, then I had to die. Birdwell was then shot in the face and chest before leading a counterattack. The Medal of Honor recipient says he's still not sure how he made it out alive. Surviving. How did I survive under all that fire? And it comes back to one simple response, by the blessing of God. Birdwell's counterattack bought enough time for reinforcements to arrive. He then helped evacuate the wounded. If you let fear overtake you, 
it will control you and you won't be able to do anything. If you can control the fear, then you can move on to do your job. After serving in the military, Birdwell became a Cherokee justice. Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin took notice of Birdwell's life work and joined in the nomination process, leading to Birdwell becoming the first from the tribe to receive the Medal of Honor for acts in Vietnam. I saw uh, this man, Dwight Birdwell, with just this really calm demeanor in the midst of what uh, were some challenging legal times, actually, for the Cherokee Nation. Birdwell still practices law in Oklahoma City. He is one of four people President Joe Biden awarded the Medal of Honor. In Washington, I'm Brendan Cullerton. So there you have it. That's the story of Specialist Birdwell there. I think something that really stood out to me with that story, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, was he's, he's, going, he's, he's been shot once, as it is already. He's seen members of his team be shot. He's taken over a tank. And, and he says... And them to safety, mind you. Right. All, all the meanwhile. And he, and, and he just says... If you, if you let the fear get to you, you're out of the game. You have to control your fear. W what? That's in, that's just incredible. Um, so what what were what were some of the conversations that maybe you guys had off camera, or maybe even during your on camera interview? What was something that really stood out to you that maybe the story didn't get to get into too much? Well, I can I can start here. I I asked him, hey, do you have a message for anyone who sees that story? And that was the message. So I thought I had to put that in the story. Right. Nicest guy in the world, by the way, and his grandkids got to go to the event. Um, I was really interested to learn about his Native American heritage and the fact that he, you know, was a justice for Cherokee Nation. So he he's lived a very fulfilling life. And um, also what the story didn't have time to get into was there was a decent campaign by the Cherokee Nation, the largest tribe in the country, to get this Medal of Honor for mm -hmm. him. And anyone who sees the story or reads about him knows there probably didn't need to be that big of a campaign. What he did <laughs> no. was truly heroic. Um, and he certainly deserves the Medal of Honor. Um, but it was just, it, it, that again plays to just how hard these are to get. You have the largest Native American tribe in the country really pushing for this guy. And it still takes 60 years. So, you know, it's, it is an earned medal. And it was so cool to talk to him. And he was really just the kind of guy that, you know, you, you sit in a room with them and you're the only person in the room for them. So... Super nice man, uh, really cool to hear everything he's accomplished, and it was really nice to know that his uh, grandchildren were able to go to the White House and watch their grandfather receive his medal. So incredible. Um, okay, well, that does bring us to uh, the next Medal of Honor recipient, uh, which is Staff Sergeant Edward Kane Shiro. I believe I'm saying his name right, hopefully. Um, and uh, That was a tough name for me. Um, right. I only know because I, I spoke to his son. It's Kanashiro. Kanashiro. Yeah, okay, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Um, unfortunately, he, Staff Sergeant uh, Kanashiro was killed in Vietnam, but you got to speak to some relatives of his uh, for this next story and uh, believe the, those relatives accepted on his behalf, I believe, correct? Yeah, and I can just uh, say, leading into the story real quick, um, this was a... 30-year campaign by the family, and many of his children didn't get to meet him because he was uh, killed in the Vietnam War. So uh, some of the, his kids knew him for a couple months, technically. They may have remembered his voice, uh, his son that accepted the award on his behalf. His son was a member of the Army also, um, but he never knew his father. Um, so it's cool to see kind of this long campaign pay off. 
And of course, uh, well, while we work on queuing up that story, just to reiterate, we're getting ready to hear the story uh, from uh, Brendan, uh, uh, from Brendan Cullerton here on the story of Staff Sergeant Edward Kanashiro, uh, who was killed in Vietnam but was recently rewarded the Medal of Honor. Hero's valiant death in Vietnam prevented him from being here in person to receive the Medal of Honor at the White House. President Joe Biden giving the award to Kaneshiro's children attending the event. I'm very proud uh, to accept the, uh, the Medal of Honor on behalf of my family, you know, and just to say, yes, uh, Dad, this is for you. John Kaneshiro, the son of Staff Sergeant Edward Kaneshiro, served in the U.S. Army. His late father single-handedly took on multiple fortified enemy squads during a battle in Vietnam. Kaneshiro was killed by gunfire during the war, leaving a wife and five children who mostly knew their father through stories. Our family would always say he was very quiet and humble, and he didn't really like to have that attention uh, on him. Kaneshiro's family began a letter campaign pushing for the Medal of Honor in the early 90s. Major General John Richardson says the fact that the award is nearly 60 years in the making shows how difficult it is to earn. It only does go to those who are truly deserving uh, and, and therefore it is not something that is, is given out trivially or for insignificant events. It is given out for extraordinary heroism. Daughter Naomi Valoria says after decades of pushing and just weeks after her mother passed away, she received an Today, unexpected phone call from President Joe Biden with the news. I was so happy. Just, I was shaking, I was just shaking, you know, to, to finally hear the great news that our father was being recognized. President Biden also awarded Hawaiian veteran Dennis Fujii with a Medal of Honor for his bravery in the Vietnam War. In Washington, I'm Brendan Cullerton. And uh, just a story uh, so powerful there and so deserved uh, with, with that Medal of Honor recipient there. Of course, that was the story of Staff Sergeant Edward uh, Kaneshiro um, and we've talked about uh, two different Medal of Honor recipients. Uh, Brendan, tell me, what, uh, what kind of stood out about this story to you here? Again, I know each story just kind of has a, a little nugget or fact that kind of stands out that just sticks with us as we put these together. Well, I'll tell you actually what he did, because there wasn't, I, I, to me, it was really cool to get to talk about his family with this kind of campaign. Their 90-year-old mother just died trying to get him the Medal of Honor. I didn't have time in the story to get into how he earned it. Uh, so I, if you don't mind, I'd like to share it. I'd love that. He, him and his, uh, so he was a, an officer. Uh, him and his men arrived in a village in Vietnam, and it was unexpectedly fortified. So they just started taking heavy machine gun fire pretty much out of the blue for them. He leads his men to safety and crawls against them on his own. So there are two entrenched positions, and uh, Staff Sergeant Kaneshiro takes to the ground with about seven grenades and a rifle and takes on two squads. Wow. And he starts throwing grenades in there, jumps into the trenches, and then clears them out and ends up, again, kind of um, saving the situation just enough for the troops to be able to withdraw without it being almost a total loss. So... In both of these cases, you just hear these people kind of single-handedly taking on enemy squads with no fear. And, you know, and in Birdwell's case, he like you hear, they're astonished that if the ones that fortunately made it out alive that they did. But it's it's kind of crazy the success any of them had just single-handedly in battle. And 
you know, again, it goes back to if, if you hear someone earn the Medal of Honor, they did some mind-blowingly um, brave action in war. And I think that's what hit home to me the most in putting these together. Man, incredible stories there. And, and as you mentioned in, uh, earlier, as if there was any doubt at all that it was, it was, it was really no argument necessary to be made that they deserve the Medal of Honors that they, that they earned there. So um, just really awesome stories there. And uh, glad that they both uh, got that recognition. It's, uh, it's, as you said, really prestigious there. So, uh, Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it here. Uh, Brendan is one of our uh, reporters from uh, the Great EC Bureau there in Washington, D.C. And, uh, Brendan, I believe you said you're getting ready to work on some Medal of Freedom uh, recipients as well coming up. Yes, that is uh, the next uh, DC happening for me. I'm actually going to be speaking tomorrow with um, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King's attorney. Uh, his name's Fred Gray. He's from Alabama, and he is one of several Medal of Freedom recipients that's going to be in Washington to receive that award from President Joe Biden tomorrow. Can't wait to hear those stories as well. All right, Brendan Cullerton from Gray, DC, uh, <clears throat> out there in Washington, DC. Thanks so much for joining us today. All right, uh, well, that was uh, a report again, of course, on uh, two Medal of Honor recipient, uh, recipients that were awarded just the other day. Uh, you are watching Local News Live. We are uh, streaming here from Omaha, Nebraska, but we bring you local content from across the country uh, from our more than 120 gray television stations from coast to coast, including Hawaii and, and uh, Alaska as well. So uh, we have plenty of local news uh, that is going on across the country. That just makes us all one big uh, news source for you.